0: Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com one export market, think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks, so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world.
1: To the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Managing Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have Stephanie Day, the National Coordinator in Canada for the We Empower program of the European Union, International Labor Organization, and UN Women on the show today. With an emphasis on responsible business conduct in G7 countries, Stephanie connects the public sector, private sector, and civil society for conversations on how to drive gender equality, women's empowerment, economic empowerment. Stephanie also serves as non-executive director at Global Frontier Markets Risk Firm, um, Demena Advisors. Where where she helps steer the firm's global expansion to Asia and Europe and currently serves on the board of Organization of Women in International Trade as the VP of Finance. Stephanie launched her international career as an investigative security analyst at the Canadian Ministry of Foreign and International Affairs and remains committed to advancing women's economic empowerment. Welcome to the show, Stephanie.
2: Thank you so much, Kayla. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having us.
1: We're thrilled to have you on board. So let's kick things off right away. Um, Can you outline what WE Empower is, what the program entails, uh, and tell us a little bit about it?
2: Absolutely. Uh, So We Empower is a three-year European Union-funded program that focuses on responsible business conduct in G7 countries. We Empower is a joint initiative of the European Union, UN Women, and the International Labour Organization. Our program operates in Canada, Japan, and the U.S., and we convene dialogues and conversations about gender equality and women's economic empowerment in the workplace, marketplace, and community. Our overarching global program theme is the future of work, so we're looking very closely at how the workplace is changing and how this will impact women's economic empowerment. In Canada, our main priority areas are entrepreneurship and trade, work-life balance, equal pay, and inclusive innovation. As part of this work, we encourage the use of the women's empowerment principles to help guide further change in action.
1: Incredible. So at Startup Canada here, we have sa- signed the Women's Empowerment Principles. Amazing. And we're, we're so excited to be partnering um, with you and, and looking forward to connecting further in the new year with a lot of our women's programming that we do on a regular basis. So a really exciting partnership on our end.
2: And congratulations and welcome to the WEPs community. We're Thanks. so excited to have you on board.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So let's go into WEPs. Um, so can you tell us a little bit, so the WEPs are the Women Empowerment Principles. Um, what, are the, are, what are the WEPs?
2: Okay, sure. So, the Women's Empowerment Principles, or the WEPs as we affectionately call them, are a set of seven principles that were set up in 2010 by UN Women and UN Global Compact, and they serve as a guide for businesses on how to empower women. There are currently more than 2,700 signatories worldwide, and as you mentioned, Startup Canada has recently joined, so i so excited about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Uh, The informed are informed by international labour and human rights standards and are grounded in the recognition that businesses have a stake in and a responsibility for gender equality and women's empowerment. Um, So broadly speaking, the principles include um, topics such as equal pay for work of equal value, gender responsive supply chain practices, zero tolerance against sexual harassment in the workplace. And um, so you can find all this information online on our website, um, webs.org.
1: Awesome, and it's on the Startup Canada website as well if you're looking for a quick link over there, fantastic. (laughs) Um, So what is the crossover between WEPs and women entrepreneurs? So on the Thrive Podcast, um, we're focusing really on providing resources for women entrepreneurs um, and directing them into the right place. So what is the crossover between WEPs and our women entrepreneur community?
2: I think there's a lot of uh, spaces for crossover, but the two that I'll highlight in particular um, is principle five of the WEPs. Um, So principle five encourages companies to implement supply chain and marketing practices that empower women um, we actively encourage companies to, to develop gender responsive supply chain practices um, We know that corporates that corporate procurement from women-owned businesses, Um, accounts for only 1% of the total spend. So we see that there's a a huge opportunity to support women-owned businesses uh, in the global value chain. Um, So we see here um, a a major opportunity for women-owned businesses. I'd like to highlight is that women entrepreneurs are also producers and wealth creators, and they have the opportunity to develop companies which are built on the foundation of gender equality and women's economic empowerment. The WEPS WEPs help to guide the creation of these types of businesses. So essentially, we're saying that when Women are starting businesses straight from the beginning they have that opportunity and not just women women and men have that opportunity to build gender equality into the DNA of the company
1: mm-hmm. yeah as a key foundation just being absolutely yeah, completely foundational moving forward as Fantastic. opposed yeah as opposed to
2: companies which have been set up for hundreds of years or 50 years and are now looking back at their structures and saying okay what is some of the work that can be done so they are looking back and trying to adjust but we are now looking forward as entrepreneurs to say okay we're we're gonna start from the beginning with equal pay. We're going to start from the beginning and build work-life balance into our corporate culture. So it's a huge opportunity there.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and definitely a long way to go. I think having these conversations now is so important uh, because we do have a lot of work to do on this side. So it's so incredible uh, that you guys are really taking ownership and, and pushing these, these really important mandates forward. Fantastic. So what do you think are the, is the best way for women to really take control over their careers and their futures? So all of these, uh, they're called the women empowerment principles. So we're trying to, Empower women uh, throughout their journeys. What is the best way that women can do that today and take control?
2: Um, I would say again there's two main things that come to mind Um, the first is appreciating and acknowledging the power of our voices the Me Too movement was so powerful in many ways but most importantly in my mind it was that it reminded us that women have power in our voices and we see that women's strength in using her voice to share what is okay and what is not and this is invaluable and we need to continue conversations around what is working for women in the workplace the marketplace the community and what is not working where are the opportunities for women where do we need to build more opportunities or for this further supports so these conversations are critical and we need to continue having these conversations not just in Canadian ecosystems but in global ecosystems because we're learning from each other um, and now speaking about the ecosystem is a second point so there's value in the ecosystem the Canadian entrepreneurial ecosystem is deeply connected and even more so with recent developments like the women's entrepreneurship knowledge hub what we are seeing is that women are better benefiting from connecting with the ecosystem. They are sharing about opportunities for learning, growth, funding, and business expansion and development. So tapping into the ecosystem is key as well.
1: Fantastic. Um, So under the We Empower program, or yeah, the We Empower program for women, um, what supports are currently in in place to support those women entrepreneurs um, to take control over their space?
2: Sure. So we have thousands of resources from around the world on our website, empowerwomen.org. Uh, we encourage women entrepreneurs to join our online community to access these resources and participate in discussions. Some that will be national, some will be global on the important topic of gender equality and women's economic empowerment. There's so much that can be learned from also hearing about how other countries and regions are tackling issues. And what I've seen in my experience is that generally women entrepreneurs are facing similar challenges in Asia, Africa, and Europe. I mean, around the world, Latin America, it's the same issues women entrepreneurs are facing, the same barriers. And understanding how women around the world are overcoming helps us in Canada brainstorm about what further actions can be taken to overcome similar challenges. So there's so much value in, like, sharing stories and experiences and best practices. Uh, We also have a number of amazing webinars. We just recently had a great webinar that considered how to assess the impact of trade agreements on women's economic empowerment. This particular webinar, yeah, we focused on the Canada-EU Comprehensive Economic and Trade Agreement, CETA, where... um, we are also undergoing research with uh, UN Conference for Trade and Development to further explore how to measure the success of trade agreements, and this research considers how women of Women of varying intersectional identity identities are benefiting from trade agreements. really want to hear experiences of women who are exporting, where are the opportunities, um, how can we support them, what else can be done, and what are the success stories. Um, so this all comes out <laughs> through a number of ways, through research, through webinars, um, events, and different activities in Canada and around the world.
1: Incredible. So how did you get involved in all of this incredible programming? <laughs> what is your inception story? What, what sparked your interest in supporting women um, in this current role and backtracking, you know, maybe to the beginning of your life?
2: Sure. Yeah. So uh, great question. So I'm a mother of three. And I've got two little girls and an amazing son. And I found a huge difference in my life after having children and balancing work and finding decent work, even in Canada, in a G7 country, developed country, that it has still been very difficult for me to find suitable work um, and be able to balance the challenges of my home life with my work life. Um, So I started looking at other options. And I came across this opportunity. And when I saw the terms of reference, I said, well, I agree with everything mm, yeah. <laughs> that that job required me to do and I said I definitely have to do that and I had my son at the time he was three months old he was crying in the background and I had the interview on Skype wow <laughs> Wow! yeah and they gave me the job out of some strange act of God oh. <laughs> Uh, But it's been amazing. It's been an amazing ride. I've been with um, UN Women since 2018. Uh, We have a great relationship with the European Union, who's also committed to making sure that um, we are creating equal opportunities for women's economic empowerment around the world and supporting these initiatives. Uh, And it's just been fantastic.
0: Incredible.
1: So when you were working um, with Demena Advisors and working on global expansion in Asia, Europe, um, all around there, what were you seeing being key trends in those spaces and, and maybe some um, stories from on the ground there?
2: Well, it's the same thing, you know. Um, so even not to go so far back as Demina Advisors, we recently had a trade mission um, from Usutu come to Toronto. Um, and so the prime minister of Lesotho he came to uh Toronto for a mission, and he invited a number of women entrepreneurs to join his delegation to connect with other women entrepreneurs in Canada. I was so surprised by this, one, because it's not every day that. Um, a mission from abroad comes to Canada, and they insist that they will bring some women entrepreneurs for that opportunity to, to explore business and to make further connections. So we had a small meeting, but it was a great meeting where we were able to connect with them, um, the the women entrepreneurs from Lesotho, to share about experiences. And as we were talking about experiences, all the same, accessing capital, uh, building our networks, um, getting information on how to actually do business in those countries, overcoming barriers of <laughs> getting through the boys club um, in your local area getting through the chambers and uh, um, other sort of local organizations that support trade um, so I said that this is amazing even the too, the women are dealing with the same issues that we're dealing with here in Toronto and in Canada um, and there has to be a better way and there has to be some ways that we can work together and collaborate so
1: It's so interesting because you think that the challenges would be so different and you might have this perspective that, you know, uh, there's this disconnect um, internationally with other women in different countries. But seeing that we're all going through very similar challenges during our entrepreneurial journeys as women entrepreneurs, um, that's comforting in one way, almost that we have this global community struggling, but also um, really troubling that we're all still having these challenges and and working on them collectively together. But that makes your work um, that much more empowering, I imagine.
2: Absolutely. And even like if we think about the care economy, Mm. this is something that also came up where we see that women, again, is something I also personally dealt with, um, are are dealing with that issue of how to balance the home life with the work life and we're continuously encouraging men and our partners to also get involved with the home life so that women have that opportunity to get out and to valorize their economic potential Um, and it's the same in Africa in Latin America in Asia in uh, G7 countries we're all dealing with this about how do we engage men the International Labor Organization has amazing reports on this on some of the work that they're doing to advance um, uh, issues in terms of um, sharing the quote-unquote burden of care um, and it, it's it's an ongoing conversation
1: mm-hmm it's interesting. So I was in Tanzania at the beginning of this year working with entrepreneurs, uh, mainly in the tourism industry, and there was some really incredible work um, going on with women and being sort of local tour operator, operators and yeah. working in the tourism industry in spaces that could accommodate more flexible schedules, um, yeah. but also seeing these partnerships with their partners. That it was very progressive in, in different moments um, of seeing how they were balancing responsibilities and traditional uh, you know, parental structures. So uh, cool yeah. to see that in my experience, but I imagine you've seen way way more yeah, <laughs> across, the no, country even, and across the world
2: even in Canada you know I met this amazing woman um, who you may have interacted with Amanda Monday and mm. she set up um, that type of a space so she has like a co-working space that is super friendly for women and men to come with their children uh, for women entrepreneurs or um, uh, uh, consultants or people who are <laughs> are working not the typical nine-to-five jobs um, and you can go with your children and they have like an ECE there who will give you a few hours so you can take your child easy will take care of your child you can go and do your work and this is revolutionary you know Um, yeah so again this is a story that we need to hear we need to amplify and we need to Hear more stories like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, after signing um, the Women's Empowerment Principles, um, what are next steps for organizations um, next year um, as they sort of think through these principles and, and try to apply them in their their workplaces? What are other things that they can do um, that follow the spirit of signing this this principle um, and campaign? Sure. Um, so, signing the
2: principles is step one, and different companies will be at different stages of their journey of women's empowerment and gender equality. Um, but that's where the web surfing. Fantastic because they're really that guide so when the company signs on um, we also have a webs analysis where they can go a webs gap analysis they can go and do that to really see sort of where are the gaps in the company where are the opportunities um, and after that they'll look at that and say okay you know what we've done great on high-level corporate level high-level corporate leadership for instance which is principle one but we haven't really mobilized on supply chain and in Canada actually I see a lot of companies when we go and we share about the webs really focusing on supply chain chain because they say actually this really is an area where we haven't even considered and we could definitely diversify our supply chain and consider um, sourcing from some women-owned businesses and this is where we connect for instance comes in and provides you with that database you know of women owned businesses to consider sourcing um, some of your products or services from Mm
1: Yeah, that, that awareness exercise must be so important that, that with the WEPS analysis, um, you might be completely blind to the areas that you're not investing in and untapped potential within your organization. So that being just a really great illustration that there's you know there's other areas that you can be building out even when you think you've checked a number of other boxes.
2: Exactly. And another thing that we're planning to do with our program, um, so our program is a three-year program. It wraps up in 2020. Um, and Before we finish next year, we'll be putting out a booklet of 250 best practices that we'll show, share globally. Yeah, and a lot, it is amazing, and a lot of these practices will largely be informed by companies which are headquartered in the G7, um, so just two things here, so it's not just large companies but also SMEs, so again, really encouraging uh, women entrepreneurs and small and medium-sized enterprises to share their best practices, to join our campaign, um, to sign on to the Women's Empowerment Principles, because we need to hear those stories, we need to see how smaller companies are also um, implementing gender equality and women's empowerment in their businesses, Um, We want to amplify those stories, and so when we share this booklet, for instance, a company again is going to get some ideas, they're going to say, wow, like Scotiabank, for instance, they have subsidized childcare spaces, and they'll say, oh my gosh, this is something that we can also do. We never thought about this. How can we also implement something similar in our organization? And we're starting to see those changes happen just by sharing these stories
1: incredible yeah and just seeing how people are thinking really creatively around it that oh, yeah. i didn't know i could do that or right. i never thought of coming at it from this angle yeah. um that that exercise being so important Really cool. So if you could leave uh, our listeners with one key thing that you want women entrepreneurs to take out of our chat today, what would would that one thing be, Stephanie? Sure.
2: Uh, Well, women entrepreneurs have a unique role, a responsibility, and an opportunity in today's economy. As we are creating and redefining women's entrepreneurship in the 21st century, there's an opportunity to build in gender equality and women's economic empowerment into the DNA of our businesses. They are Women and men are uniquely positioned to create economic opportunities that work for all. And this is a beautiful space for us to thrive in under the right conditions.
1: Mm, I love that, that we can build gender equality and women's economic empowerment into the DNA of our businesses. Yes. Okay? I love that, that it's just this baseline, uh, this expectation that's commonly understood around um, you know the Canadian economy and internationally. Um, I love that, that sentiment.
2: Awesome. Yep. Also, we really are encouraging women entrepreneurs to sign on to the Women's Empowerment Principles. So now's the time, now's the time to really um, showcase some of the work that you're doing for Women's Economic Empowerment to, showcase, um, to make that commitment um, and to share with the world the work that you're doing to support gender equality. So um, as part of our Flex for Empowerment campaign, I encourage women entrepreneurs to sign on to the Women's Empowerment Principles.
1: Incredible. That's a great ask and a very quick thing uh, I think our our audience can do today um, because I think uh, everybody would be in complete agreement with the sentiment that the principals are trying to provide and, and share. So awesome stuff. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Thrive Podcast today, Stephanie. Thank you so much
2: for having me. This has been we a look real forward pleasure. To continue,
1: yeah, we look forward to continuing uh, you know, partnering um, and, and continuing to amplify the voices of women entrepreneurs through this podcast and through all of the programming that we do at Startup Canada. So uh, lots of partnership opportunities ahead for us, I think. Thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook, Resources for Women Entrepreneurs, with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast, hosted by Matthew Curtis, and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.